Amen. First Samuel chapter seven, if you would try to pick up, uh, talking about last time we will not go into the emeralds. Amen. (laughs) So, so first Samuel chapter seven and a little bit of the backstory there was, uh, you know, that is Israel or, uh, let's see here. They take the Ark of the Covenant and they took it into the Philistines, stole it. You know, uh, Eli was killed. Hophni and Phinehas were killed and they stole that Ark. They took it into their, their God, Dagon, their little church thing. And Dagon was slain. And now, uh, they, they realized that because this Ark, this presence of the Lord isn't supposed to be in there and they're not going to reverence him. So they, they get rid of the Ark and they take this Ark all the way back over in verse number one to Kirjath Jerem. And this is where Samuel comes back on the scene. Samuel is dancing. He's the high priest now. Um, his Eli's dead. Hophni and Phinehas are dead. And now everybody's looking at Samuel. Samuel has just been taking the leadership role in this thing. And the, the ark has come in. <clears throat> and in verse number 1 of 1 Samuel chapter number 7, it says, And the men of Kirjath-Jerim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadad in the hill and sanctified Eleazar, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kirjath-Jerim that the time was long for it was 20 years and all the house of Israel lamented lamented after the Lord. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and serve the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah to draw water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, cease not to cry unto the Lord for, cease cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, for that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel and the Lord heard him. And and as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, <clears throat> excuse me, and they came no more into the coast of Israel, and the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities were the, which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron even to Gath, and the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines, and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, and he went from year to year to circuit to Bethel and to Gilgal and to Mizpah and judged Israel in all those places. And his return was to Ramah, for there it was his house. And there he judged Israel, and there he built an altar unto the Lord.
So you see this thing, I like, and I said this before, and we're going to hit a few scriptures in Matthew just that we hit before a couple Sundays ago. But they get, they get here, and, and the first thing they do is, is Samuel's there. And in verse number 3, And Samuel spake unto the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with what? All your hearts. I mean, that's, that's good counsel right there. You know what? You guys have been serving all these other gods, you know, and, and now Eli's dead and, and Hophni's dead and Phineas is dead. But you know what? If you, <clears throat> if you serve, if you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods of Ashtaroth from among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only. You know what? He will deliver you and out of the hand of the Philistines. And we talked about that. We talked about, you know, you put away the strange gods, you know, they, they had the day gone and he got harvested and, I mean, even I got a little molten image of uh, Uncle Sam in my house. He's like a little piggy bank, you know what I mean? He doesn't do anything. You just push his hand and he t- you put a coin in his hand and he puts it in a bag and takes your money. I mean, that's all he does. He still does that to this day, amen? But that's all he does. Just a molten image, a strange God that doesn't do anything. It's not like the living God that we know. So, they put away the strange gods... Put away the strange gods of Ashtoreth from among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord. And we talked about that, just preparing your hearts. And that's key in a lot. Because all of us go out there in this world, and this world's a hard place. And we've all been in there all week long, and then we come to we come here to Sunday, you know, Sunday school and the main service, and you know what? I mean, glad to be here. You know what I mean? Because the word, the world's just full of the devil. But preparing your heart and what you're going to set set your heart upon. So let's turn over to Matthew chapter twelve. We'll just hit a couple of these real quick. Keep your place there in First Samuel, Matthew chapter twelve. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 33 says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now I remember way back when, when I was, Pastor Shanks was the pastor. And uh for some reason, I did something in his office and something went off and and I forget what it was. and I And I let out a bad word. And he goes, you know why you said that? And I was kind of upset that I said it. And I go, no, I have no idea. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. That's it. You know, it's because it's in there. You know, people say stuff we ought not. And that's, you know, you just got to kind of get that. Not that you just keep saying it more to get it out, but you need to get some of this in there. So it's not in there anymore. Amen. I'm the worst when it comes to driving. Seems like I'll be good. I'll be good all 
till I get behind the wheel of a car. And then I see somebody stopped at a roundabout when they got a yield, and I go, ah! And and just, I lose it. And I'm like, why do you do that, Mike? You know, it's just, why? Can't you just have a little patience? No, get going! You know, it's just, (laughs) I mean, pray for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I got to check my heart. Uh, Matthew chapter 15. Wait. And the Lord says this. We'll just we'll just skip ahead to um, verse number eighteen. Jesus here talking. He says, "But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man." Verse number nineteen. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. This is back then when they were telling him, you know, your disciples aren't eating with washed hands. He's like, man, they ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You know, it's what's coming out of your heart. You guys are holding up to these traditions over here, and they ain't got nothing to do with that. It's what's coming out your mouth. Um, Look at Philippians chapter 4. This is kind of where we left off that last Sunday. This goes into preparing your heart. Philippians chapter number 4. There's also another good verse in James that I like too, but we won't turn there. Philippians chapter number 4. It says, Be careful for nothing but in verse number 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And here it is. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. You guys don't like to say that word that much. Whatsoever things are lovely. Think on these things. Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. You know what? It comes down to that heart and what you're thinking of. You know, you can get, you might be mad at just somebody you had to work with all day, you know, and you get frustrated. I mean, I, I've been there. And all of a sudden you just start thinking, thinking, thinking all these thoughts, thinking all these thoughts, and pretty soon your heart's just kind of bogged down. Then you get home, and then there's your wife and your kids, and now you're still kind of just like, ugh. I mean, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? You got to get back into that word. Got to let that stuff go. Got to think on some different things. Amen. We got the job done today, though. Nobody got injured. Praise the Lord. That's lovely. (laughs) Especially when you're working with some people that are just... I mean, we all work with some people. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Amen. So I'm not saying construction's any harder than security. I mean, by far none are working at a farm or fast food. You insert, you go to a fast food place, it's probably even twice as hard as the rest of us. You know what I mean? So we all have those people we got to deal with. But uh, out of that heart, 
Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You know, the heart of the matter is always the matter of the heart. It's always going to boil down to that. In 1 Samuel chapter number 7, it says, Prepare your heart and serve Him only. You know what? You can't be thinking on evil things. Like it says there. No matter how frustrating somebody gets you, cuts you off in traffic, oh, I'd punch that guy. I'd be thinking about fornicating. That's what they said over there. Idolatry. Pornography. Killing somebody. You know why you do that? You're just serving Satan. You're just following after him. That's what you're doing. You ain't following after the Lord. You're not, you're not serving the Lord doing that, thinking on those things. You're serving, you're serving Satan. But you get in there with your heart. Look at Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter number six. Turn to a few, we're going to turn to a few passages here. I can't go them through them as fast as Dan did, but <laughs> I was just kind of, I felt kind of guilty. I was like, man, Dan can read fast too and pronounce all his letters really good too. So I was like, man, I got to practice my pronunciations. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 19 says, Lay not up yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and dust corrupt and there thieves break through and steal, but lay up yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor Rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Then it says, No man can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one, and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. No, you can. You know, you get out there in this uh, in this world, and you work all day, and, and you start to try to just to get ahead, but that's not the whole finished picture. You know what? You can work and work and work and work and work and not end up with anything at the end of the day. The Lord's gonna what's gonna give you the increase. Amen. You uneducated eighth grade education guy up here telling you that's the truth. Got my own business now, and if it wasn't for the Lord, had to figure it out. The Lord provided that. Seeking after him. You can't hold to that one. And it's easy to do something. You know, making money, by the way, is not a sin. It's not. I'm not telling you not to work. You know, you want to work, you want to make money, but you want to remember the Lord. He's the one we're serving. We go to work all day long. I mean, I'm, we just built this huge fireplace that goes up like 20 some feet. You know what? I'm serving that person. That person comes out and goes, wow, this looks so great. I'm doing service for him. He's going to pay me. That's not a sin. Rightfully so. I should get paid, but I don't just go home and say, ah, that's it. And that's it. You know, I got to serve the Lord after that. I'm serving Him. I'm, I'm bringing Him honor, bringing Him glory. 
And he's given me a trade to do. He's, he's blessed me in the work of my hands. Just like he's blessed all you guys with whatever it is you do. You know, just to serve him. Listen to, or look at, uh, look at Psalms chapter 100. You ever teach the kids this Psalms 100, Anna? No, this is actually kind of a neat one, actually. I never realized how simple and just how truthful it is. Kind of sums it all up. Psalms chapter 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. You know, you can sing unto the Lord. Amen. Some people are good at it. Some people aren't. <laughs> so, but you can, if you're making the best noise you can unto the Lord and singing unto Him, He, he likes that. You know, it don't matter what I think. It certainly doesn't matter what your neighbor thinks. But if you're singing with your whole heart unto the Lord, that pleases Him. It really does. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. I like that. That just sums it right up. You know what? Evolution ain't true. That's why it's just, it's just, this is great. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. You know, just being thankful. This is the will of Christ Jesus concerning you. Just be thankful. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. You know, I like that though. Know ye not the Lord, He is God. He, or excuse me, verse number two, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. I got a good buddy, Tony. Most of you know, thank you for praying. Some of you, a lot of you have prayed for him, but, uh, you know, he's like us all. We all got a lot of growing to do. Well, you know what's funny about Tony? I mean, he's he cusses like nobody's business. You wouldn't even know he's saved. Just cuss, 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 cuss. But you know what all day he'll do? If you, you put on that Christian radio song, the Christian radio, he knows every single song that comes off that radio. And he'd be singing it all day long. I'm just like, man, how does he know all these songs? That's what he listens to. And that, that joy of that Lord, those songs are touching his heart. I'm praying they have an effect more. He won't be all blah, 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 blah. You know, but... But we all got growing to do, amen. So it's good. Turn to uh look what Samuel says here. Turn to first Samuel chapter number twelve. It's kind of neat. I left off my Bible reading right where Dan picked up on the evening service. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But anyhow, this is uh, Samuel here when he's given given this proclamation unto of uh, to Israel about them accepting a king. And Samuel says this over in First Samuel chapter twelve, uh, verse number twenty. And Samuel said unto all the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness. Yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart, and turn ye not aside for. For then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. You know, that's those molten images and, you know, nothing can deliver except God. 
And uh, verse number 22, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. I mean, those, those four verses right there are powerful. I mean, that's a, that's an Old Testament little chunk right there. But first Samuel chapter number seven, if you turn back over there, we'll kind of go through this. Verse number four. So it says there, verse 3, And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If you do return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtoreth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve Him only, and He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Verse number 4, Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtoreth, and serve the Lord only. You know, what a day. You know? They got a little revival starting to happen here. They're, they're getting rid of all these old gods, and they're going to serve the Lord now. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray... And I will pray for you unto the Lord. And verse number six, and they gathered together to Mizpah that drew out water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. You know, Samuel again here is just being the leader. You know what? He's praying for all of them. Praying for all of them. And he gathers them together and they drew water. But you know what? They didn't drink it. Says they just poured it out, gave it back to the Lord. You know, and they fasted and they repented. But you know what? They drew water together. Unity. Kind of what we're doing here today. Just getting fed from the Word of God, you know, together. They poured it out unto the Lord. And they fasted on that day together. I don't like that. I like to how we had, we've had certain people in here just, just fast together and pray for a certain whatever it is. Amen. Two kids, you got two kids. Some of, some of y'all prayed or fasted and prayed for the uh, teen retreat. You know what? Two kids got saved out of that. You know, I mean, we've been fasting and praying for a pastor. Pastor was here last week. Still need some fasting and prayer. You know, this, this is, I think this is the first time it was, it, it's mentioned here. Fasting. And even, they even fasted water. Yeah. I can, I say, I, I haven't, I haven't made that yet. <laughs> I'm like, thank God I still got my Gatorade. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't. And to be honest with you, I don't have an excuse for it. Just leave that alone. I like this though too. They all and it says they they all gathered together, and they drew water together, and they all agreed that we had sinned against the Lord. You know they all agreed they were sinners. That's a big thing. Some people are unwilling to remit, to admit that they're a sinner. You ever met some of those? Especially if you, you turned out to be like a prodigal like myself. 
and they see you from where you came, and they're like, well, I wasn't as bad as you. <laughs> right? We all, have you been there? If you're not that prodigal, then you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But if you are, you do know what I'm talking about. I never did the things you did. <laughs> right? No, you, well, better thank the Lord for that. But they said, you know what? We had sinned. You know, Nehemiah, he even say that. He said, forgive me for my sins and my father's sins. Daniel said the same thing. And Daniel prayed and fasted. Forgive me the sins for my sins and my father's sins. And it says, and while he was confessing his sin, the angel Gabriel came down. I said, wow, that's right after it says that. You think the Lord's happy about you confessing your sin? I'd say so. He ain't looking for no self-righteous person. But you confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you can go before his throne bold and man, just he'll love on you. Amen. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. And he will deliver you. He will save you. You know, all these people, they're just, they're just getting out like a little revival. They're wanting to see what God's going to do. Waiting to see what God's going to work on. And in verse number 7 and 8, it says, And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And then when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said unto Samuel, Seize not to cry unto the Lord for our... To, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. You know what? They're just getting right, and now they're afraid. (laughs) They are. You know what? You don't really get a lot of confidence right when you first get saved in the Lord. You don't get a lot of confidence right when you first get saved from the Lord. Not that the Lord isn't there. But trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead on to thine own understanding doesn't really come to a little bit later. <laughs> you're like, you're just going to have to do that on faith. What do you mean? That doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sometimes. And you're just going to have to trust in him. Because why? Because you're going to need some experiences. You can't just live off other people's experiences. Although I love it, don't get me wrong. When I hear something, the, the Word of God's preached, and this guy says, the Lord got me through that thing, I go, oh man, that encourages me. It encourages me. That, this guy did this, and then I heard that, and oh, that got me through it. Because I know there's going to be a time in my life when I'm going to have to go up against a giant, or I'm going to have to go up against these Philistines, or this person's going to say this, or whatever, insert that, what's going to happen, and I'm going to be like, I need to. how am I going to get through this? The Lord's going to have to get me through this. And he does. And then I got that experience and I'm not afraid anymore. And then the Lord's going to bring in another one and I'm going to have to remember what he did last time and not get all oh, 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 oh. like, like I do. What am I going to do? He's like, well, we just went to this last time. Can't we just do it? Yeah, we'll just do it. Those experiences. <clears throat> You know, they're just getting, <coughs> excuse me, they're just getting the ark, ark back. Eli's gone. Phineas is gone. 
And they go to Samuel, the preacher, the prophet, the judge, the priest. You know what they say? They say, cease not to cry unto the Lord for God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. What's 1 Thessalonians 5.17 say? Huh? Pray without ceasing is correct. No. Pray without ceasing. And you got that right there where I just read it to you, and I'll just turn since we're right there, we won't turn to it. Here's your Old Testament passage for it. 1 Samuel chapter number 12 and verse number 23. For God forbid that I should that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. You know what he calls it? If he, if he would have stopped praying for him, you know what it was? Sin. That's right. That's what the Bible says. Sin. In verse number 9, <clears throat> it says, And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy, Unto the Lord, and Samuel cried unto the Lord Israel, and the Lord heard him. Now, the sucking lamb. You know what that is? That's a baby lamb. Just a baby little lamb. And I love the typology in this passage. Because in John chapter number 1, I'll just turn there and read it because it's way better if you just hear it. John chapter 1. Verse number 29 says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come not baptizing with water. And, and John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining of him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. Samuel's going to take this, take this sucking lamb, you know what? He's going to sacrifice it. That Lamb of God, Hebrews chapter number 7. I can, turn, I can just read it real quick. Hebrews chapter number 7, and verse number 23. It says, And they truly were many priests because it's talking about Jesus. Hebrews chapter number 7 and verse number 23. It says, And they truly were many priests because that they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able to also save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make his intercession for them. Man, I like that. God's ever living to where I can talk to him and he'd make intercession. I can talk to him whenever I want. And he's always there. And he's always going to hear me. For at such high priest became who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. You know what? The Lamb of God. 
what God did for you. First Samuel chapter number seven and you know what? Thank God we don't have to do animal sacrifices anymore. You know what? The Lamb of God's already did it. And he hears our prayers. In verse number 10, it says, And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them, that they were smitten before Israel. You know what? That's a, that's a suspenseful verse. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered with a great thunder. You know what? The battle's drawing near and they're fasting still and they're scared. You know, and then God thunders with that great thunder. And I love that. I like going outside. The last, I remember the last time we had a huge thunder, I, I was like, I gotta go outside. I mean, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, I gotta go outside. I just want to get around in the trees and it just, you know how it is. It just, I can't even do it. You know what I mean? And then it just cracks and you're just, I mean, you get goosebumps, I'm getting goosebumps now. <laughs> and it just, I mean, am I, am I the only one that does that too? I mean, do you be walking out there and all of a sudden it just goes, and you're like, I mean, you duck and then you look up and you're like, Whoa, you know, cause it's just so powerful and it just goes right through you. Just. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just like, it's a great thunder. I mean, I love it. It discomfited them. You know, in verse number 11, and the men of Israel went out to Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. So you know what? They went from fasting, brother Dan. They went from fasting to fighting. <laughs> you know what? That's the Lord's strength. And here's, here's the, I ain't gonna preach this sermon, but you went from fasting to fearful to fighting. Just scared. We ain't had no food. Now we gotta go fight. Yep. It's, it's a, it's an interesting thought. It's a cool thought. But they did. Verse number 12 through 14. It says, then Samuel took a stone. And set it between Mista and Shen, and called it, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, "Hitherto hath the Lord helped us." So the Philistines were subdued, and they came more. In, they came no more into the coast of Israel, and the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron, even unto Gath, and the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines, and there was peace between Israel. And the Amorites. You know what? The Lord helped them. The Lord helped them that day. And I like how it says he, he put that stone there. You know, and that stone was left there for a memorial. If you real quick, Proverbs chapter number 22, maybe some of you read it yesterday. Or I can, I turned right to it, praise the Lord. I can read it too. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse number 28. It says, remove not the ancient landmark, which thy fathers have set. You know what? There's landmarks like that, that were set there for a reason. To where you came over there and you knew for a fact, this is when the, where the Philist, God delivered us with that great thunder from the Philistines and we, we got delivered. God helped us. Same way it's back over there in Joshua chapter four, where they stack up all those stones when they're crossing the Jordan. These stones stacked up. 
You know, there's got to be memories in your life, specific stones in your life, passages in your life where God helped you. Don't ever forget about those stones. Don't ever say that this was just an, an old stone and it ain't worth nothing anymore because it's always going to be worth something. Because when you start forgetting about those stones, that's when it's going to, that's when problems are going to start taking place. That's when you're going to lose your faith. That's when you're going to start backsliding. That's when you start to result on something else. But you forget those stones that be stacked up in your life and it just gets easier. You trust, you get, you gain that trust, but you got to remember. You know what a thing God did. The Lord was against the Philistines in all that day of Samuel. All the days. Restored all the property from Ekron to Gath and to the coasts, and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. I mean, what a thing God did. But I gotta think though, I just, I gotta think, I said, how do, how do you think they remembered this? All this stuff that happened in this passage. How do you think that they remembered it? How did it happen? What were the events? What took place? How did it go down? You know, there was somebody in there that just said, you know what, I remember, I remember that they, they, they just brought the ark in. They brought the ark in, and you know what, the ark came in, and Samuel prayed, and amen, the Philistines were gone. Is that how it was? No. Is that what happened? No, that wasn't what happened. I think, you, I think you're, you're, you're missing a few things there, bud. You forgot about a few things. Now, I remember when we, we, we returned to God with all our hearts. We put away those strange gods and then we fasted. Then we just fasted. Then God delivered us. Was that it? Was that it? Or was there something else? Did we just stop right there? Was that all of it? Or did we forget some things? And then somebody else said, no, 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 man, there was, there was a little bit more than that. I remember returning to God with my whole heart. Man, I remember, I remember putting away those strange gods. I remember preparing my heart to seek it and serve Him. I remember pouring out water and fasting and confessing my sin before the Lord. You know what? I remember Samuel praying for us. Those armies drew near. And you know what? He took a lamb. He took that lamb. You know what? He slayed that lamb. And that lamb gave it all. And when he took that lamb, boy, the thunder came. You know what? The Lord saved us. That's how I remember it. And you look at that. Verse number 8. It says, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, for He will save us. And the next verse is, He took a sucking lamb. The lamb saved you. Verse number 10, and as 
Samuel was offering up the burnt offering. The battle's coming. There's a lamb. Gave it all. Did everything I could, but boy, that lamb. Where would you be without the lamb today? That's how it went. Where would you be? And uh, I quiz my kids every now and then just on stuff like this. Do you remember how that happened, Tabor? Like I tell, I, I, the biggest buck we ever shot was with Tabor. Tabor shot it, and uh, I always, I, I specifically want him to remember how that went because it's key. So I said, "Why don't you tell him?" And I say, "Hey, tell him how you shot that buck." Because I want, because and I just say, "Hey, why don't you tell him?" Because I want to see if he remembers it right. And then he says, oh, yeah, we were out there. I was in the tree stand, and that deer came up from the back thing, and I blasted it right through. the. He, and he did. He made an incredible shot, blasted it behind the shoulder blade, big old huge softball-sized hole in its chest, ran 40 yards, praise the Lord. But you know what? That ain't how the story went. <laughs> the story first started out, me on some property that I shouldn't be on, trying to make something happen for my kid when the Lord told me no. Because I want to do the best for my kids. I want to make my kids happy. And this, I mean, I've told this story before. I'm, I'm, I'm out there on this property and, and I, and I just made up this plan. I'm going to go behind over here. I know that deer's bedded over there. I'm going to shoot that deer. I'm going to drag it down the railroad tracks and onto my property. And I just looked over at my son and I go, okay, here's what we're going to do. And all of a sudden I looked down the trail like this and here comes this falcon. Or like a little prairie hawk or something. I forget what it was. And it's, and it's, I mean, it's coming like, I mean, flying right at me. And I'm like, check out this bird. And Tabor, I mean, I got a 30 odd six in my hand. I got some guns. We got guns in our hand. And it's flying right at me. And then this bird, I mean, it's just like one of those Nebuchadnezzar moments. This bird right then starts attacking my beanie like this and starts going like this. And then flies up in a tree. And I go, what in the world? <laughs> and the bird's like, better leave. <laughs> and I knew it. I knew it was the Lord. You know what I mean? And I looked right over at Tabor and I go, never mind, let's go. <laughs> and Tabor, you can ask Tabor. He, I mean, he was right there. He watched that happen. I said, what it look like? He said, it looked like he's just trying to take your beanie or something. And then he just flew right up in a tree. I mean, like right there. Like what? You want some more? <laughs> you know, just, that was it. So that was during regular hunting season. You know, we didn't get nothing. So now, you know, as, as a parent, you want to please your kids. You want to make them happy. You want to do the best you can for them. But the Lord said, you know what? Just, just trust in me. And at that time, we didn't have property we could hunt over here. We just had this one little narrow strip that I could throw a baseball from one side to the other. I said, you know what? The Lord, the Lord's going to provide. So we ended up getting a tree stand. We got a tree stand from, from her sister. Old riggedy thing. I had to go find more nuts and bolts for it, put that thing together. And it was up there sturdy as can be, but just looked riggedy. <laughs> and he's up there, 14 years old, give him a shotgun. All right. Hopefully a deer comes in. He makes a 40 yard shot on this thing. Day before the last day of hunting season. Biggest buck we ever shot, he ever shot. 
the Lord provided a sacrifice. That's how the story went. It ain't just a tree stand. That's dad being obedient. Dad trusting in the Lord. Dad not trying to rob the Lord from what he's going to provide for the kid. Dad not trying to mess this thing up. Why don't you just let me do it, Dad? So watch me bless this kid. Watch this. Watch Watch this and just watch. And that's one thing my kids, if you, I like watching other people succeed. If you have a problem with watching other people succeed, you're wicked. Right. Get right with God. Amen. Amen. I'll move on for that point. But I love seeing my kids succeed. I love seeing all people succeed. But I want them to also remember that. That's how it went. (coughs) The big picture. Not just a little snippet. Verse number 15, And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. No, it's a good life. It's a tough life. Old Samuel. It says, And he went from year to year to circuit to Bethel and to Gilgal to Mizpah and judged Israel all those places. You know, from Ramah, that's a, he did a little circuit, like a little circle. So I wrote it down. From Ramah to Gilgal was east about 12 miles. Um, then from Bethel to Gilgal was about another 15 miles. And then Gilgal to Mespo was, let's say, was like three. And then Mispa to Ramah was another three miles or so. So he'd just do a little circle like that and go through and do his thing. Prophet, priest, high priest. And as his return to Ramah, for he... And his return was to Ramah, for there was his house. And there he judged Israel, and there he built an altar unto the Lord. So, I got a big encouragement out of that lamb, though. Just things you ought to remember. You can't forget about what the lamb's done in your life. The lamb's done a lot. You can prepare your heart to seek him. Serve him only, but don't forget what he's done. That lamb's done for you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace, Lord, and just, uh, Lord, your love. Lord, thank you for the lamb of God. Lord, thank you for what he's done for us. And Lord, I just pray for these services to follow. Pray for our pastor, Lord, that you heal him up. Lord, we might see him this evening, even, Lord, for the main service. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.